Welcome to season two of the Bigger Than You podcast, your go-to weekly podcast that blends energetics and mindset to help you do whatever it takes to bring your vision to life whilst having fun on the way. I'm Jenna Holloway, your host and multi-award winning intuitive hypnotherapist and mindset coach. My purpose is to help mission-led business owners and visionaries who want to inspire change by leading the way in a space that otherwise may feel unnerving and too difficult. This is Bigger Than You. joining me again and I'm so so excited to have Emily on the podcast. So Emily Deluzzi is a healthy sustainable weight loss mentor. She is an incredible business owner and I'm so excited for the conversation that we're going to have today. I'm going to really pick her brains as an inspiring businesswoman who I can learn a lot from. I say this a lot on the podcast. I love these conversations and it's just a privilege. So I'm going to benefit a lot but hopefully you guys will too. Um, so Emily went from being postmenopausal at age 21 due to years of yo-yo dieting and obsessive behaviors towards food to finding the secret to losing weight sustainably whilst restoring her health and finding peace with food. She later founded Fit Queen. This was six years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she later founded Fit Queen, which has now partnered with over 700 women from 20 different countries to empower them with the secret to lifelong weight loss and body confidence. Welcome, Emily. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jenna. I actually got goosebumps through that introduction. I'm so excited to be here and to just talk really openly about business and women's health. And yeah, just really excited to get going. I'm excited to see what you're going to pick my brains on. Mm, Yes, let's do it. So can you take me back to the moment around six years ago where you were like, I have a calling here. Talk me through, what was Emily going through six years ago that inspired you and got this thing going? I just got it so wrong when it came to how to have a positive relationship with my body and food. And I got it wrong for so many years. And I really struggled to enjoy a fulfilling life outside of my career. At the time I was working in corporate, I was good at my job. I was, you know, expanding my career but I had an awful relationship with my body image. And it came to question, why work hard if when you relieve yourself and you go and enjoy the hours socially in your life, you know, you don't feel good in your body. And yeah, so for me at that point, I decided to lose a lot of weight very quickly. And if you're listening to this and you dial into having an all or nothing mindset, think about you know, that approach and taking that towards your food and exercise, that was me, you know, just went all in. And I started to see my body really, really change. But the way in which I chose to lose the weight was so unhealthy, I ended up with a lot of health implications because of it. And I asked myself, how can I be sat here at 22, being told I'm infertile, with a man next to me that I really love and maybe one day want to have babies with, And how is that possible through my own choices of how I move my body and how I fed myself? And not only did I have those health implications, I also had disordered eating. And I was the thinnest I'd ever been, but I was the most miserable I'd ever been. And I had coaches 
through that period that told me to eat this and move like that, that led me to being in a situation where I was in London, in a hospital, being told that I needed to go on HRT. Big question I asked myself was, how could this possibly happen? Why was there nobody there that said, no, Emily, this is not healthy. Why did a coach not pick this up and go, no, 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 your health is the priority over anything, Emily. So over my journey of losing a lot of weight and I lost a substantial amount of weight, I had a following over Instagram. I used to be so vulnerable with how I shared my story of losing the weight and I didn't hold anything back. And these women saw my body change and then they knocked on my door and said, can you help me? I suppose I wasn't the woman who has always been in shape, who had abs on the front of a magazine and was uber famous and a celebrity. You know, I was just that girl that lives around the corner that, you know, was once bigger. And I, you know, maybe they saw me in the supermarket four years ago with a trolley full of rubbish food. And now I'm really thin. So I think at that point it was like, I need need this woman to help me. And they knocked on my inbox. And that was the moment I realized that I could really do some great work in the world, in an industry that isn't regulated. Mm. And I believe that every woman should have a safe environment to come and conquer her weight loss results, both mind and body. My transformation came from my mind, which of course you'll love and completely align with, you know, the development of what I had to go through to, yeah, really adjust how I felt about food and my body image. So what's really interesting about all of this is there was no strategy in my business mm. it was so organic yeah. knock knock on my inbox can you help me yes I can this is what I can help you with this is how much it will cost let's go okay then amazing That's the simplicity of how everything started and grew really didn't second guess didn't think about an advanced strategy just listened to what people needed and provided in a safe, sustainable way. And mm. it was, yeah, amazing. I look back and think, oh, such an exciting time of the business. Yeah. Do you feel like it was meant all meant to happen? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Definitely, definitely. And it's always worth it because running a business and scaling a business isn't easy. And anyone that says it is, is lying. It's challenging. And, you know, sometimes you have to give up a lot as a business owner and you have to take on a lot of responsibility. But there's never a question of, was it the right decision? Wholeheartedly, 100% was always the right decision. And I was meant to do this. Amazing. So, how did Fit Queen come about? Was that a name that was there very early on? Or, so my husband, now husband, partner at the time, came up with. Queen. We were just sat there thinking about names. I remember him at that point, he'd done a bit of research around SEO and things like that. And, uh, you know, he said like, this would be a really fantastic name. And I also absolutely loved the queen element. You know, when we say the queen. Empowering. Yeah. So empowering. And, you know, behind me right now is a photo of a lioness with a crown on. Now, I remember finding this art photo and it's showing my parents and they love art. And they were like, oh, I'm not sure about this. I was like, 
it doesn't need to speak to you, but it really speaks to me. The mm. lioness is the one she hunts, she protects, she's there, she'll do anything that she needs to do. And then you've got the crown on top that represents the queen and that level of empowerment. And that really spoke to me. So yeah, that's how the name came about. And we have to thank my husband for that. Amazing. He must be so proud of you and all that you've achieved in such a short time. Yeah, he's a pilot. So his career is very different to mine. Mm -hmm. And it's brilliant because Fit Queen, we now have an amazing team. And it's amazing because part of his growth is now a captain is he has to have incredible skills leading the aircraft and leading the team. And we always talk about leadership together and He's been a huge part of the company's growth. He's supported me, cheerleaded for me, carried me, realigned me. And I would say this business is just as much his as it is mine because he has been involved in, you know, every area of the growth of the business, really, in regards to being the person that listens to me at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, I also am really excited to, if we are fortunate enough to have children one day, to be able to show them that you can go down a more conventional route of, you know, going to university and going into the corporate world or, you know, having a job like daddy that's uh, well known. Because when we sit around a table and Henry says he's a pilot, everyone understands that and they absolutely love it. Or you can go down the route of maybe not going to university and becoming an entrepreneur like mummy. And I'm empowered that we can, you know, represent both. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Okay, I'm going to ask you what bit of advice you would give yourself at different stages in your business. So maybe like a year in. So if you could go back and tell yourself something a year in to the business, Emily, what would you have said? Focus in on one thing. So a year into the business, I had a functional business that worked through from marketing, sales conversion, delivery, happy clients, growing the brand reputation. And I remember I bought a Russell Brunson book. And in that book, it was telling me all about how to have a low ticket subscription. So I thought, oh, that's exciting. But it wasn't what people actually wanted, nor was it something that people needed. In my industry, in the weight loss space, people need one-to-one support. They need coaching. They don't need a plan. They can go and get a plan on Google. They Mm. need coaching to actually implement this into their lives, to actually support them as a unique person, one-to-one. But there I was creating a subscription model and uh, the hours that went into it, the amount of tech that was involved. And you know, for something low ticket, you need to always put yourself in your helicopter. You need to take yourself above and really look at the intricacy of the numbers of how many people are likely to buy this. What is the ticket price? And is this actually going to make financial sense? And do I have the mastery yet to be able to know how to actually scale this? Mm. Because I didn't have the mastery at that point to know how to scale a SaaS model. And that meant I was reliant on my organic audience, which simply was not big enough for an £8.99 subscription to actually warrant the amount of time and effort and energy that was going into it. So year one would be focus in on what people love and solely stick with that, unless you have unlimited resource and a room full of experts that are supporting you. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And also, would you say along with that, trust yourself, trust yourself to know the answers? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it depends on your human design, which is something that I've recently started to learn about. And for me, I'm very fortunate. I really can sit deep into my gut and I know a yes or a no, like Marmite. And I'm really fortunate to have that gift. I think we all have an indication of whether it's right or wrong. And you know your business better than anybody. Can I say that again, Jenna? Yes, do. You know your business better than anybody. And that is so important to grab hold of because we can all invest X, Y, Z in mentors, coaches, courses, but you are the person that really knows how to push your business forward Mm -hmm. and really believe in that and trust into that. And there is a reason why you've got to where you've got to already because you do have capability to do this. Yeah. So it's a case of keeping your skin in the game, acknowledging it is challenging doing what we choose to do, but it is worth it. And yes, leaning into trusting your own gut 100%. Yeah, never. And just like, I feel like I really need to say this. I don't know why, but somebody needs to hear this. Don't give your power away to coaches. If you're working with a coach, don't put them up on a pedestal. You know, they'll guide you. But ultimately, any guidance that they give needs to be run through your internal filter. You're the one that gets to decide because you know your business better than anybody. Yes, I absolutely agree with that. And Jenna, I spent three years very lonely and not sat in any form of mastermind or anything like that. For one reason and one reason only, I invested into a mentor very early on and it simply didn't align with the type of brand I wanted to grow. The strategies just didn't align. So that made me incredibly nervous to invest in anything else. Mm. And it also pushed me into realizing just how capable I was to actually do it myself. So I don't question the capability, but what did happen over those three years is it did become a bit lonely, you know, doing this on my own. And yeah, I think you've got to challenge every bit of advice that comes through And what I have told myself now is when I'm talking to somebody and they haven't directly said, Emily, what do you think? But I have an urge to share something. I say, this is my unsolicited advice. Take what you (laughs) like, like don't need to take it all. Don't need to take anything. But here's some insight. Here's some insight that may support you. So yes, I think it's really important to always think of taking the information, not grabbing hold of it and running with it because you're in pain. If you are in pain, that's even more of a reason to not grab hold of it. Write it down, put it in your notes phone and wait until you're out of that emotional state. Then relook at the information and then think about having a bit of a challenging conversation with what's there. Yeah. Love it. What else have you learned about balance? Like running a successful business and having balance because we both, we all love our businesses but it's not the be all and end all. We still have a life and relationships and things like that. Can you talk to us about balance? Yes, absolutely. And I'm really looking forward to talking about this because I'm the first person in the room that has found that really challenging over the years. 
And it's led to very difficult conversations with my husband because of it, because of being on my phone on the sofa at 10 o'clock at night and not necessarily taking time when I'm away on holiday and really relaxing into the holiday. So I believe that you have to practice balance and you have to continue revisiting balance. I believe that with entrepreneurship, sometimes your business needs you more than ever. Sometimes your business needs you less. Now, when your business needs you less, leverage that and don't feel guilty. So if, as an example, I'll give you a great example at the moment. In March, my business didn't need me as much. And I leveraged that. I went to my holistic spa place that I go to and I sat there and I felt these feelings of you should be doing something. And then I, you know, I combat those feelings and go, no, no, this is regrouping. This is recharging. Think of yourself as a Duracell battery here. We need to plug you in and recharge this battery. And we're going to leverage that because I think this messaging of like, you know, uh, what is it? Five hour working days or all of this messaging about being able to scale a business with working minimal hours. I wholeheartedly do not believe in that. And I think it's very unhelpful and it creates unrealistic expectation. I know that to grow my business, sometimes I've had to pull some ridiculously long days, some seven day weeks. That's been the reality. And that's because my business needed me at that point. And it was critical, but sometimes On the other hand, you know, and not so much anymore, but um, really leveraging when my business is giving me that space. So that's hard for other people to understand, especially if your partner works a nine to five, Monday to Friday. You know, it's not always easy for other people to get that. But uh, one thing I have realized and I share with you these long days and the seven day weeks, one thing that two things that I don't skip, whether it's a 14 hour day or a seven day week is I don't skip all of my exercise. And I don't skip looking after myself with my nutrition. Mm. They are basic fundamentals for me to be able to expect anything of my body and my brain to be able to pull those hours and make those strategic decisions. I learned the hard way, right? Because I completely disregarded my body and it led to a lot of hormonal implication. But stress is a thing and the impact stress has on your body, which can be inflicted from running a business, is substantial. Mm. So. Things like not fueling yourself sufficiently, things like running with chronic levels of stress, not moving your body. This is an issue. This is an issue. And also it's an issue that is so in your control because in business, there's so many factors that are so out of your control. Whereas your nutrition, your exercise, that's so in your control. And it's something that will move the needle substantially. So I'm a firm believer that my priority and my commitment to balance is to always make sure that I don't skip out on the exercise and the nutrition. Yeah. I love that answer. And I've got lots of bits to come back on and talk about. And firstly, 100% agree with how you disagree with the four hour work week narrative type things. Like it is damaging when you think, oh, you know, as a business owner, especially if you're in the early days of building your business, it does take a lot of work. And actually it's a really great opportunity for me to address this because I, I always say probably like 
every other day on my stories or on the podcast every episode at some point like there's no push energy going on for me but don't get me wrong it doesn't mean to say I don't work hard I put in a lot of hours in my business and I do really work hard but the thing you really need to know is that I follow my energy and I put myself first and my needs first so in the morning I might have a to-do list that I want to complete but I will check in with myself and my energy. And I'm like, right, okay, I'm not feeling doing that today. So what would feel good? And if that is going and doing an unedited episode, then I'll do that or whatever it is, I'll follow that. And so it is really working hard, but according to what works for me. And yeah, if you subscribe to doing things a certain way because a book tells you to do it, then it's not in alignment. It's like going back to that thing that you said earlier about being in alignment, doing it your way. And also, of course, this makes so much sense for you because it's embodying everything about what you are teaching your clients. So of course, that's got to be your number one priority. Same for me. Like I I really take pride in the fact that I always follow my energy and I share how I do that because I'm walking my talk. Like it's, it's not an integrity if we're not walking our talk. So it's so good. It's just like an absolute indication that you're doing what you're meant to do and you're here to do. So and it's really inspiring. And people can feel that, like massively feel that. When you said about, I can't remember what month it was, but you said about being in the spa and you're like, I should be doing something. And you're like, no. I literally had this conversation with a client before filming this episode with you, where she's got to a place in her business where it's growing really, really well. She's super successful. The last time I spoke to her, she'd just come back from Poland and now she'd just been to Paris and Cyprus, like traveling so much and the business is doing so well. And Basically, there was just so much recognition and celebration going on for the fact that she's feeling really good about that. Her business is growing. She's doing and feeling exactly what she wanted to feel in her life. And she's not looking for a problem. The subconscious will often do this where you're like, I need to be busy. I need to fix something. Well, no, you don't. Maybe it's just that you're like a plane and you've been working hard growing your business and you've popped out the top of the sky and it's that that like that bit where you're in cruise control and the sun is shining you can just kick back and relax on autopilot like I don't know whether I would have said that analogy if if you didn't say that your partner's a pilot but it feels like that doesn't it where you're just like great everything is ticking over nicely I do not need to find a problem I can relax and enjoy absolutely I love that analogy by the way because when I visualize that it's, it's exactly how I see it definitely and I believe that depending on how you want to grow your business, there will be times when you make decisions of growth and you will need to get stuck in again and, you know, bring up your sleeves and get in there. But the question always is, why do it? You know, why do it if you can't, my analogy is like a turtle, if you can't come up for air, you know, why do it? But Sometimes that can be challenging. And I do want to highlight that. Sometimes that really can be challenging, can't it, for people, me included, somebody that also really enjoys my work. Yeah. You know, and when I'm in those spaces of switching off, I'm the most creative. So suddenly I'm like, oh, that would be interesting to talk about. Oh, on my stories. No, 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 no. So, yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. I love my note section on my phone because it enables me to just be able to, when things pop in, I mean, you see me when I go running, I just stop dead in the middle of the road. Oh, write in my notes because I always get really, really great creative thoughts that come through yeah. exercising. 
I almost think there should be some form of uh, electronic PA. Someone should make this app because I would buy it. And uh, yeah, that would prevent me from stopping in the middle of the road. But yes, definitely. I really do agree with being able to lean into those moments of downtime. Amazing. I'd like to touch on your why. I'd love to know the why. Why do you do what you do? This is such a good question, Jenna. I often feel like the inner rebel. Let me share why. Because every decision I've made isn't conventional or traditional. And I really lap up being the person that isn't understood around the dinner table when I say what I do. I know that the work I do is really fantastic for society. And that is my why. That is my purpose. People need what we do at Fit Queen. And it's a shame that they do, but they do. And the reality is we are seeing, you know, percentages of people with disorders eating and issues with self-harm in younger people. And I want to fight that. And I want to support women to be able to feel at peace with their body image. I also want to support people to see the value in looking after their health and wellness. So weight loss is a byproduct of what we do, yes. But actually, the core fundamentals of why I do what I do is because I want somebody to be healthy in their body. I want somebody to live a fulfilling life. And I firmly believe that if you don't feel yourself properly, you don't move the body, that has a bang-on effect of every area within your life. That will affect how fit you are to be able to run around with your children or grandchildren. That will affect whether you feel good in your body, whether you have intimacy with your partner. That will affect if you actually get to buy the dress that you like to see on a mannequin that really excites you or whether you just settle for the black baggy clothes. I want you to be able to walk into a room and actually be yourself rather than I'm walking into this room, everyone's judging me. I'm just going to hide behind my skin right now and not actually say the things I want to say. I want you to walk in a room and say the things you want to say and, you know, not worry about your externals in that way. So I guess for me, one thing I've always been comfortable with, and I feel really fortunate that I have this, is I've always been really comfortable with talking fairly outspoken and being really, really vulnerable about specific stories that have happened in my life. Now, for some people, that's quite difficult. And actually, recently... I've released my new podcast, Rewriting Women's Weight Loss. And my first episode, I take you through my journey. Because I believe to be your host, you need to understand who the heavens I am and why I have the right to talk about this subject. Mm -hmm. So I've had messages this week from people just saying, whoa, wow, that was fun. Like that is vulnerable and so refreshing. So I believe that actually the stories that are really quite ugly, that are moments when I'm being the most vulnerable, the most empowering, and what society really needs to listen and hear about. I can talk to you about how to program a pristine nutrition plan if you're perimenopausal and have hypothyroid. Like I can talk you through that, but actually I want to talk about the things that stop you from implementing that or sustaining that and the reality of what women have to go through in this day and age. So yeah, I'm a wing woman for women. So good. So, so good. I love that. And 
Now, we've reflected quite a lot on the journey of getting to where you are today in your business, but I'm actually really, really excited to hear about what you see for the future for Fit Queen and your business. Yeah, totally. So over the last two years, we've really focused on transitioning Fit Queen to really have its own identity. Yes, I absolutely am involved in being the face of the brand to some degree. But my brand now, there's so much more to Fit Queen than just me. I have a beautiful team that are all so fantastic and bring their own character to the business. And the purpose of the brand is to do more than just help people with losing weight. And over the last couple of years, we've naturally fell into supporting minors not in the main program that we offer at Fit Queen, but more on a very close-knit one-to-one level and really focusing on supporting these younger people to start to connect with their bodies. And, you know, we've been supporting people that sadly have it's led to self-harming and things like that because of the pressure they're facing at school and through social media. That's naturally came through from clients that we've supported in the main program who have children. And they've gone, actually, can you help? So the brand for me, I would love to be able to support the next generation by supporting women who have children, who have daughters. So teaching them the fundamentals of how their body works from the inside out and how to lead a healthy lifestyle, how to actually fuel the body. And also being able to get out there and speak as a brand of how we can support younger people with really embracing a healthy lifestyle and not demonizing foods, not feeling the urge to have to go on a fad diet because it is fashionable. And actually, simple things like why do we carry fat around our hips and our glutes? You know, why is that? That's the fat your body metabolizes for breast milk. It's supposed to be there. I needed to hear that when I was 15 at school. I needed Mm. to understand that. And I think there is a real space in some capacity to be able to just bring younger women the education around how their body works and how to actually embrace a healthy body image and the fact that that looks different for everybody. But there are basic fundamentals that we can do to be able to look after our health and things like dramatically cutting carbs and living off sub a thousand calories and taking up running and doing that to excessive levels like these are not healthy parameters for the female body Mm, so good I love that so much random question because I know we have a lot of male listeners as well do you help men we do not help men we are women only which is really empowering and I tell you why because when it comes to a body transformation there is more complexity to a female transformation men can get away with to some degree being able to really strip back calories move more and it doesn't necessarily have the same sort of impact as it did say on me like I lost my reproductive health because of those actions so For me, it was always about being able to really focus on one thing and one thing only and really delve into the intricacy of the female body and being able to really hone in and give women a safe space that is women only. And it's something that women often share with us that come into the program. They really like the fact that it's women's only and everybody is relatable in in that way. And sometimes it's hard for women when 
perhaps their partner is telling them that simplistic advice of you just need to get your exercise in, you just need to eat less. And actually, if it was that easy, we wouldn't be living in a society where obesity is becoming a continued problem. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we need a bit more care and attention. And actually for men, there might be men, you know, men that need more care and attention than just eat less and move more the same, right? For women, they want to feel supported and understood. So being women only is really empowering and it enables us to really master one singular thing. Yeah, I love that. What you've just spoken on, I'm sure so many listeners will relate to in their own business owner journey. It's so mindset, like that's such a mindset piece, like in a battle of like, well, I should help everybody. I can help everybody. So therefore I should. No, you've just heard Emily absolutely own what she's doing. And that's inspiring. Just because you can help everybody doesn't mean to say that you should. And you do it your way. Like your business is going to thrive and just be incredible when you trust yourself to allow it to bloom and to blossom in the way that it wants to. So notice the stories that are going on in your mind and rewrite those stories to be more empowering. Absolutely. So one thing I'd love to add to that, Jenna, if that's okay, is... When it comes to scaling the business and inviting more people into your world and working with more clients, naturally you will progress to connecting with colder traffic. And that is when you need to be super clear on who you want to support. It's like thinking about having a a funnel and, well, funnel's the wrong word because that means other things, obviously, but it's having a sieve and making sure that the right people are coming through that sieve because you've got to protect as much as you want to grow. And I hear that and understand that. doesn't matter how much growth takes place if delivery on the back end is a problem and not enjoyable. Trust me, the growth will not be worth it. Mm. I'm very, very, feel very strong about that because yes, you have to be super clear on who you want to support. You have to believe in the fact that you can grow and scale without having to dilute, you know, who's coming into your world. And I mean, I, for instance, have always believed that there is always somebody out there that I can support that will really align with what we do. And it doesn't matter whether we have a dry spell or anything like that. We don't question who we invite into the business or, you know, now, we, oh, we've had a quiet spell. Now we can do a load of brain marketing. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't happen in our world. Absolutely not. We just understand the fact that we live in a society where half term takes place, Easter takes place, all of those things that do naturally affect lead gen, conversion, things like that. But we just stay aligned with what we do. And, you know, the one thing you can do in those moments, if you ever question it, is just go and look at, two to three people in your program that are just beautiful to serve. And unless they reflect those two to three people, it's a hell no. Mm, I love that so much. So, so good. What would you say? I'm just going to open this to allow you to just say whatever is there. What else do you think our audience needs to hear? So, okay, let me just, I'm not sure if you know this, but my audience the listeners are people that feel really connected that they've got a soul mission and 
just like you and I, they're here to do something and they listen to this podcast for mindset support to reframe and for to learning about energetics and learning about the subconscious mind and all those things, basically so that they can get out of their own way and bring this thing to life mm. and allow it to be amazing. Like, cause they can see that in their mind's eye. So absolutely they can create that. What's on your heart to tell the listeners? This is a great question. So I think it's really easy to get caught up in the simplistic things like my content doesn't look glossy or professional enough. But actually, if you can try to reflect how you really feel through your content and your connections, that will be stronger than any glitzy funnel, any glitzy piece of content. So an example would be my husband said to me maybe two years ago, Emily, you have a marketing voice. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, when you go in your story, it's not you. And I'd actually, this is a great story. I actually had reached out and had a consult with a mentor. I said, what do you think I can do to improve my social media? She said, oh, Emily, probably putting a bit of makeup on, you know, presenting yourself a little better, making things a bit more professional. And I remember getting off that and then suddenly I was like on stage on my Instagram and I lost that connection piece. I felt that, you know, and actually people didn't want that. They wanted the rogue Emily at the beginning that was in her Christmas socks in July. They wanted that Emily. They didn't want this polished Emily. Now, I will counteract that with I do think that there is value in investing into high res images and, you know, improving your graphics as you go. I do think there's value to that, but you've got to stay authentic. So if I've got great visuals and things like that going on, you'll always see a chin picture or me on the rower pulling a funny face in between it. Like you will always see that because I need people to decide whether they are going to hang out with me or hang out with somebody else. If I repulse you on the rower with my funny face, you're not going to work in my program. It's not going to be a great fit. So also it's my platform. It is your platform, okay? Your platform. So you get to decide what goes out on that platform. So don't get stuck with oh, it doesn't look as good as hers or it doesn't look as good as his or I have a different opinion. I listened to a podcast this morning about really owning your beliefs. And you may have felt that today when I've spoken. I really own how I feel and think. And I completely accept that people will have different opinions and views. And I'm six years in, so I've been trolled many times. I have had lots of people comment things on my posts. I've dealt with that and I see that as really effective marketing and a great way to connect with more people. But I didn't used to feel like that. You know, that used to be quite scary for me, but it is almost something that just happens in what we do, in the nature of what we do and the fact that our shop window is online and we embrace it and we accept it. But if you have a purpose and you know your why and you know you can do great work, if people don't know about you, and you are saying the same thing as everybody else. How are we going to change society? Mm. So my question is always, if I doubt something or I feel uncomfortable, that still comes up. Of course it does. I ask myself, Emily, 
Will what you're about to share support society? Yes, it will. Well, then you need to share it now. Get it out. It's time. Yeah. It is time. It is time. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. So, so good. That piece about being authentic. And also, like, I'd love to just allow people to just reflect a little bit because I have definitely experienced that as well, where something that a coach said to me very early days in my business stuck in my mind and formed a trigger that was never there before. And I said it earlier where you have to just put things through your filter and decide, is that right for me? I wasn't doing that back then. I just, you know, took what my coach said and swallowed it and was like, yep, okay, I'm going to do that. I'll just share the story and then I'll share a bit of mentoring. But I was told very early on in my business to track your unfollows. I can't even remember why, like why I was told that because it makes no sense at all. Yeah, I really cannot remember why I was told that but I was. And it led to a lot of me being triggered, like friends and family unfollowing me. I wouldn't have, if I wasn't tracking my unfollows, I wouldn't have noticed. I would have been a lot happier, blissfully ignorant, but I saw and it triggered me and it hurt. And yeah. And so it stayed with me for a while. I realized I got to a point where I was like, I don't need to track who is unfollowing me. But the scar was there in the sense that I felt a little bit like a my heart sink a little bit when I saw my follower count had gone down. And that stayed with me way longer than it needed to. Now, it doesn't bother me at all. And I, as a business mentor, I share that you celebrate when you get unfollowers because it just means that people are realizing that they're, they're not fully aligned to you. And that's great because it means that your engagement is going to be better if you've got a lower, more engaged follower count than otherwise. So I celebrate that now, but just I'd love for the listeners to take a moment to just look back at the advice that they've been given in their journey and question it. Is there anything that you have sort of taken on from a mentor? It might even be a teacher or somebody that's got nothing to do with your business, but a belief that you have taken on and started to own that actually isn't serving you in your business. And in that sort of period of reflection, if you can give that away and free yourself. You'll free some space and free some mental energy and just give you a more freedom to own who you are because authenticity is so, so important in that being able to connect with your true people. They can't connect with you if they don't know who you really are. So I love that you shared that. Absolutely. And also I think always honing in on the fact that people need a way to connect with you So an example of this would be recently, I went into a collaborations group and I wanted to be multifaceted in how I presented myself so I could have an opportunity to connect with as many people as possible. So in my post that I shared, I spoke about being a dog mom. I spoke about being a wife. I spoke about loving champagne. I spoke about lots of different things that I knew would connect with different people in different ways. And that is what is missing in the online space. I don't know about you, Jenna, but I honestly am switched off from so many sponsored ads that come onto my newsfeed. And actually, authentic stuff is the thing that stands out. You don't need to buy into 
scripted ways of writing an infographic or doing a video. You just need to believe in the words that come out of your mouth. So for instance, words that come out of my mouth are, you are not put on the planet to diet every year. And another few words would be, your hormones hold the key to your weight loss success. Guess what? I tested 15 different types of messaging. What's performed the best? The phrases I've always, I've always said. Yeah. That you've got the evidence and the data there. But when you enter into like marketing, mentoring, reading books, suddenly they're like five ways to do X, Y, Z. So you can create this. But and and suddenly it actually becomes really quite boring. And you sit there and you post the title and you're like, oh, this is icky. It doesn't really feel like me. So I sometimes have felt that there has been a bit of a difficulty for me in regards to being mindful of, you know, not having a headline that's 30 words long because I love writing long form. And yes, being a bit more savvy with it, but also staying very true to what feels right to me as a headline. And I think another piece with that in regards to really being confident in showing up as your true self is I always do like to share this. I think it's sometimes difficult when you're not necessarily engaging with lots of leads and suddenly, you know, maybe your account isn't growing or you're not getting the engagement that you feel you should be receiving. And one thing for me that I believe has been very important is to make sure that I'm always bringing new leads into my world and not necessarily changing my strategy. Like I would look at my strategy and go, right, what's the issue here? Is it the core fundamentals? Is it the content? Or is it actually the fact that I haven't got enough eyes on the content? Mm. That is a really, really important question because I can tell you there was many times when I changed my content. I rewrote my sales page when really that was all a waste of time because there was simply not enough traffic coming through for me to be able to make a strategic decision. And I think sometimes, especially today, you know, it's hard to really create great growth through specific, like just solely focusing on organic. Like I'm a firm believer that I see the value in organic and paid. And I think they work together in unison beautifully depending on where you're at and your growth and what you need in your unique business. But uh, sometimes it is just a case of there isn't enough eyes on the content rather than the content isn't right. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Great advice. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here, Emily. And I'd love for you to share what's the next step. If somebody's listening, they're like really inspired and want to connect with you. Where do you want to send them? Absolutely. Well, of course, I'm all over the internet, like we all are. But most importantly, if you've connected to this and you would really like to delve into improving your health and wellness, maybe you aren't feeling optimum within yourself and you'd really like some support from, you know, a female-led one-to-one coaching experience, then we would absolutely love to support you. So you can head on over to my website at www.fitqueen.co.uk and book in for a consultation call because we are solely focused on working with you one-to-one. It's really important that we can make sure that we can really help you. So that is why that call is there. Also, my Instagram inbox is open to you. Perhaps your questions are more in relation to business, then please do head over. My inbox is open and there is no such thing as a stupid question. So you can get me at Emily Deluzzi, which is D-E-L-U-Z-Y. 
Brilliant. Thank you so much. I love that you said there's no such thing as a silly question. I think so many people hold themselves back because they're like, oh, what are they going to think of me? No, don't worry about what people think of you. Just ask a question. You're worthy. So that's good. Just before we finish, I just want to remind the listeners, there is still time to enter my podcast giveaway. So if you are listening on Apple and you haven't yet written a five-star review, then please go and take the moment now to do that. Send a little screenshot to me before you post it over on Instagram at I am Jenna Holloway, and that will get you a giveaway entry to win an alignment coaching session with me. There are three up for grabs, and you do not have to be a business owner to win one. So if you don't have a business and still want to enter, do it. I am a great alignment coach if you don't have a business too. And also, I would love if you've been inspired by this episode today, I would love for you to share it on stories on Instagram and tag me and Emily, Emily Deluzzi and at I am Jenna Holloway as well. Be amazing. Thank you so much for your support. And we will be back next week. Thanks, Emily. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bigger Than You podcast. If you found it valuable, please forward it to others who you think might benefit from listening and be sure to subscribe to get the new episodes when they release. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a rating or a review as it really helps the show to grow. You can find me on LinkedIn, Jenna Holloway, or on TikTok and Instagram. And my handle is at I am Jenna Holloway. And you can find links to whatever we cover in the show notes. Thank you for listening and see you next time.